Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Mindong. I'm Magiglio. A little bit less than actually one day now till the college basketball season begins. Yeah, actually just about 20 hours away from the very first tip-off of the 2021-2022 college basketball season. Uh, as you can tell by my voice, it's, it's a little bit broken. That's why we haven't done an episode in, I think, four days. But we had to – I had to give it a go just just – just one more day before the college basketball season, we needed an episode ASAP. Needed an episode ASAP indeed, and today is a very big and special episode, obviously, as we got our All-American teams, positional awards, and uh, the first picks of the 2021-2022 college basketball season. So, uh, very excited. Shout out John Rothstein. We're both wearing our, uh, our John Rothstein merch. Some people have hobbies. I watch college basketball, hence yes, the season is beginning. Yes, yeah. sir. You got it as well. Uh, it's kind of funny how we planned it to have the Road to Madness colors kind of with the black and this is a little bit tealish, but like it's a black and blue uh, our logo colors, as you can see in the background of my screen. But uh, yeah, I mean, just very excited to get to the episode and obviously very excited for the season that it is now hours away. And until we get to that first tip off with Alcorn State and Washington State. So uh, I am so excited. Uh, I was blaring one shining moment in my uh, headphones the other day. I'm just so excited for this season to begin. And obviously, the main goal, obviously, getting to March and obviously the Final Four and obviously the championship as well. Yeah, definitely. And we were going to do a top 25, but turned out our top 25 was same exact from our top 25 uh, many episodes ago. So there was just no point in doing a top 25. We'll just get right to our All American teams, our positional awards, our individual awards, and obviously the picks for the next two days. So without further ado, let's just get started with the All-American teams. The AP team, Drew Timmy, Gonzaga, Kofi Coburn, Illinois, Johnny Juzay, UCLA, Trace Jackson Davis, Indiana, and Colin Gillespie, Villanova. What about your All-American first team? Yeah, man, I do like this AP team. Uh, I thought there was a second and third team, but I, I didn't really realize it was just the first team there. So uh, I like the list overall. It's a pretty good list with these five players. I got a little tweak in my uh, first team, though, for my All-Americans. Uh, so I have Drew Timmy, Gonzaga, Kobe Coburn, Illinois, Johnny Juzang, UCLA, Colin Gillespie, Villanova, and my replacement, Hunter Dickinson from Michigan. I think he gets in over Trace Jackson Davis for the first team for me. Uh, obviously, two very good players, two very big Centers from the Big East, uh, excuse me, <laughs> the Big Ten. Uh, but I really do think Hunter Dickinson might have a little bit of edge this year. But uh, there's a lot of great Big East. Uh, I did it again, Big Ten centers. But I, I think it's going to be a very good season this year for the Big Ten centers. Yeah. Uh, I took Trace Jackson Davis out, and I put in Mr. Buddy Buckets, Buddy Bayham in of Syracuse. I know, very bold pick. But he was tearing it up towards the back end of the season. I think he's going to continue that tear. And he's going to tear it up for Syracuse this year. Indeed, he will. Obviously, you saw him in March Madness last year. He was a key reason why Syracuse was an 11 seed and made it very far into that March Madness tournament run. Obviously, his his uh, brother now, Jimmy's coming over as well. So uh, it's just a great family trio at, with the Bayheims in Syracuse. So going to be very exciting to see this year in ACC play. But uh, now it's time for my second team. Uh, our second teams are very different. Some players are the same, but it's mostly pretty different. Uh, Trey Saxon Davis, Indiana. Marcus Carr, Texas. Jaden Ivey, Purdue. Paulo Blanchero, Duke. And Remy Martin, uh, Kansas. So one freshman in there with Paulo Blanchero. And uh, I'd say four seasoned veterans as well uh, joining him on that second team for me. Yeah, you know me. Not a big fan of freshmen on the all-two pre uh, preseason first American teams. I have Remy Martin just like you. 
of Kansas, Trace Jackson Davis of Indiana, like you, Jaden Ivey of Purdue, like you. I have Hunter Dickinson here on my second team. And for that fifth spot, I have Max Acemas of Oral Roberts. Obviously, you guys know him. Yeah, man. If you don't know Max Acemas by now, uh, what are you doing? Like, go watch college basketball last year. Go watch March Madness last year. And get familiar with this name because that's going to be a household name soon, hopefully, if he does well this year. And that is why Max Acemas is on my third team to start out my third team. So I got Max Acemas from Oral Roberts. EJ Liddell, man, Ohio State. You're sleeping on this man heavy, man. He's not on any of your teams. Uh, I'm shocked because Liddell is a very good player, and he's definitely going to prove himself even more without Dwayne Washington Jr. at Ohio State. And then I got another freshman, Chad Holmgren from Gonzaga, the second freshman on my uh, All-American teams. I only have two. I know I'm not too big on them being on the first team, but second and third team, it's all respectable. But, uh, I mean, Kate Cunningham was an example last year, a very good player. I don't know if he deserves to be on the first team, but he's a great player. He's definitely deserving of an All-American spot at some point. And uh, my final three, or final two, excuse me, Buddy Beheim, Syracuse, who's on my third team, and uh, Julian Champagny from St. John's, the man. Uh, he's a really good player, and he's definitely a sleeper player as well to make this All-American third team. Yeah, my third team is a little bit of the guys that I, I say it, are, are always slept on. The first up are the two freshmen, Chet Holmgren of Gonzaga and Pablo Benchero of Duke. These are the only two freshmen, in my opinion, that are at least deserving of an All-American look in the preseason. Uh, my third choice, obviously, you know, Iverson Melendar of Mississippi State. That's just, that's my guy this year. Kendrick Davis of SMU, obviously, uh, who I think is a, the second most underrated player coming into college basketball. And Kyle Lofton of St. Bonnie's. You'll hear a lot more of St. Bonnie's from me <laughs> later on. Yeah, indeed you will. St. Bonnie's obviously looking to be that uh, team coming out from the A-10. And uh, they're definitely one of the most uh battle ready mid-majors i'd say in all of college basketball this year so i'm very excited to see what they got in store with the a10 and obviously you have them in a couple of positional awards and also coaching awards and team awards that we have in our next segment so uh i'll quickly just run down what we got going on with the positional slash team slash player awards so we're going to do our positional awards bob Cousy award for point guard jerry west uh award for shooting guard Julius Irvin for small forward, Carl Malone for power forward, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the center position. Then we got, obviously, the Naismith Player of the Year uh, and the Mid-Major Player of the Year as well. Shout out to the Mid-Majors. Then we got Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, obviously, and then our final two picks, National Champions and Dark Horse. And then we also have a hot take from both of us, uh, which are very interesting to look at, uh, looking at the document for you and I as well, I think. But, uh, yeah, let's just get started with these five positional awards. So first up, the Bob Cousy Award. For those of you that are not familiar, quickly before we start, uh, position award, uh, preseason list comes out. I believe it's 20 players on each position that they are listed before the season begins. And uh, as the season goes on, they narrow and narrow it a little bit more. Some guys move up, some guys move down, yada, yada, yada. So uh, this is just the best uh, player we think for this position, pretty much. That's how it goes. So uh, first up, Bob Cousy Award for point guard. Who do you got as your Bob Cousy uh, Player of the Year or award? Yeah, this guy might not be the nation's best point guard at the start of the season, but in my opinion, he's going he's gonna to be the nation's best point guard at the end of the season, and that is Kyle Lofton of St. Bonaventures. Obviously, like I said, I was going to talk a lot more about St. Bonnie's later on. St. Bonnie's is legit this year, and Kyle Lofton, you know, he's their heart and soul of their program. He played on, I think, 93% of the minutes last year, so he was, he was never getting taken out of the game. I expect the same thing this year, and Kyle Lofton's definitely – one of the best points in the nation. Yeah, man. Kyle Lofton, a very good player. Obviously, he's the motor for that St. Bonnie team this year. 
I know you're pretty big on St. Bonnie's, and uh, Kyle often just one of the guys you have for one of these awards. So uh, now it's time for my Bob Cousy Award winner. I'm going to go with Max Asmus from Oral Roberts, man. Uh, he definitely proved himself worthy uh, last season in March Madness, man. Made Oral Roberts 15th seed. He was he and also O'Banner. Obviously, you give credit to Asmus and O'Banner, but Asmus was the key piece to why Oral Roberts was so successful as a 15th seed, man. And, uh, yeah, I think he's a phenomenal player. There's a lot of great uh, players that we do not mention for this award for Bob Cousy. But Max Asmus, man, he's one of the favorites, I think. Uh, in my personal opinion, to win this award just because of his size and what he can do, uh, scoring the ball, man. And that's a key factor. Uh, if he made that shot against Arkansas in that March Madness game last year, I think he'd definitely be a clear favorite. Uh, he still is, though, in my eyes. So that's why I'm going with Max Asmus. Yeah, I was so happy to see Max Asmus back and uh, in return to college basketball because he could have easily gone to the draft and get drafted. And even more, uh, return to Oral Roberts because, you know, uh, he could he could have definitely transferred, but you know loyalty at its at its finest right here with Max Asmus. Indeed, it was, and uh, obviously I'm very excited to see what he has in store next year. Can he make another miraculous run with Oral Roberts by himself? We'll see what happens. It's gonna be a very big story. Obviously, one of the bigger stories of last year. Will it translate this year? We will see as the season goes on. So now it's time for the Jerry West Award, obviously for the best shooting guard in the nation. A lot of great guys on this list as well. Who do you got for Jerry West Award? Yeah, this guy is not even in the top 20 list, but I mentioned him in the All-American team. It is no surprise, Mr. Iverson Melinar of Mississippi State. My hype for him is is unreal. I was either going to choose him or, or Michael DeVoe, and I, I had to go with Melinar this year. <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me this yesterday, last night, uh, who your Jay West award winner was. I was like, um, I'm not too sure, but I think there's a clear favorite in my eyes, and that's who I'm picking. But uh, I, you picked... Uh, Molinar and also DeVoe is your runner-up. So uh, we'll see what happens, and we'll see if uh, your little dark horse picks here can uh, translate well. But uh, my my player, the, uh, my Jerry West player of the year, I'm going with, obviously, the clear favorite, Johnny Juzang from UCLA. Uh, he, if you don't know him by now, you just watched last year's March Madness, man. He was a key factor to UCLA's success. Phenomenal player. I love him. I think the whole world loves him. So uh, who else put to pick Johnny Juzang for Jerry West award winner? Yeah. Uh, Johnny Juzang, you know, the legend of Johnny Juzang right now. Um, but yeah, Julius Irving, best small forward. I'm going to go with another UCL player that's Jaime Joaquez Jr. Juzang, obviously the top option on offense, but I think Joaquez Jr., I think he's their best two-way player. He can, he can do a lot of things on both ends on the floor, and he was, he was important, just as important uh, to UCLA on their Final Four run last year. Yeah, man, definitely agree. Uh, Hawkins Jr. was a very key piece to that success for UCLA as well. Uh, definitely deserving to be on this list. But there's a lot of great guys. I'm going to go with a guy who was on my All-American third team, actually. It's going to be Julian Champagne, man, from St. John's. I think he's probably the best two-way player in the nation right now, uh, in my eyes, for small forward position. Uh, very great player, very good defensive-minded player, and he's a reason why St. John's is hopefully going to boom this year in the Big East. So uh, Julian Champagne is my player for uh, the Julius Irvin Award. Yeah, and uh, the Carl Malone Award for Best Power Forward should be a very easy decision, uh, at least for me. That is that is Mr. Drew Timmy of Gonzaga. I see you doing a celebration. Uh, I, I, I shaved, so I don't have the beard to do the celebration. I'll still do it anyways. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's Mr. Drew Timmy of Gonzaga. I don't know who, who you have. Yeah, uh, definitely clear decision here. I got Drew Timmy as well. I mean, as much as we don't like Gonzaga – Got to respect you, Timmy, man. He's a very good player, and uh, 
I really don't like the mustache thing, but uh, it is what it is. He can definitely do it because he's one of the best players in college basketball. But uh, when Gonzaga loses, uh, Marsh Madness, don't come crying to me. But uh, Drew Timmy, definitely a clear favorite for Carl Malone. Yeah, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award. There's a lot of good big men. Uh, as for best center, shout out to Asana Sanjala. He was on that watch list. Obviously, our special guest. Uh, I don't even know what episode it was. You know what episode it was? It's been so long. Um, I don't remember. I think it was in the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I really don't remember, to be honest. <laughs> There's been so many episodes. This is, this is episode 188 for reference. And uh, that was probably about 100 episodes ago, which is about – Probably about a year ago since we did the interview with him, I think. But, uh, yeah, it was a really long time ago, so even I don't remember. Yeah, it was episode 45, September 1st of 2020. Yeah, so that was even way off. And, uh, obviously, Jay Garner was even before that. That was episode 24, I believe. So, uh, yeah, we've done a lot of stuff uh, in these 100, 188 episodes, and we got a lot more planning. And uh, hopefully more special guests to come as the season goes on. Still working on that, but we got a couple guys up our sleeves. We have to fully make the uh, impact, but it's just going to be very hard for the season, obviously, as it begins. Yeah, we've been, we've been saying special guests, special guests for the past 100 episodes. But, you know, college college sucks. <laughs> There's just so many scheduling issues. Um, but, yeah, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award, let's not get carried away. Best center, Kofi Coburn of Illinois, in my opinion. Yeah, another agreement here with you. Kofi Coburn, one of the best centers in the nation. And, uh Definitely, definitely going to be winning this Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, award for sure. Uh, obviously, he is not playing the first three games, as some of you already know that by now, but uh, I don't think it matters. I think Kofi's going to be a huge presence to this Illinois team, and they're definitely going to be a huge presence to the whole Big Ten as well. Yeah, and uh, top mid-major player of the year. Let me see what the name of the award is. The Lou, um, the Lou Henson Award. That's right, yeah. I, I was thinking about it. The Lou Henson Award, I could, I, I, had, I had a little brain fart. The top mid-major player of the year, in my opinion, not in the beginning of the season. Beginning of the season is obvious, but I'm going to the Summit League. Baylor Shireman of South Dakota State. Uh, he is also my, my, my Summit League player of the year. I think he's going to turn up this year. Yeah, yeah. Um... I'm actually going to change my pick. I'm going to go with uh, Nick Mazinski from Belmont, actually. Uh, very, very good player. And Belmont, obviously, one of the better mid-majors in this season. I think Mazinski is going to be a huge presence if he is healthy. Obviously, that's the big concern, as he was not healthy towards the end of last year. But uh, Nick Mazinski, man, he is a great player. And I'm really excited to see what he can do and how far Belmont can go. Because a lot of people have them going pretty far. And obviously, being a key uh, team you do not want to face in March Madness. Yeah, and freshman of the year. In my opinion, there's only two options you could choose. I'm going with Chet Holmgren of Gonzaga. And I'm going with the other option, Paolo Blanchero. I think he's going to be more. Obviously, these two players are definitely going to start for their respective teams, two very good teams, Duke and Gonzaga. But I think Blanchero will make a bigger presence at Duke than Holmgren will at Gonzaga because, obviously, Drew Simeon's there. Uh, obviously, shining alongside Chet Holmgren, Paolo Blanchero. No one really there besides him and his position. So I think he's going to shine a little bit more, as I've been seeing uh, in this preseason already. Yeah, and uh, defensive player of the year, lots to choose from. I'm going back to the St. Bonnie's players. I'm going with Osun, Osunyi. Uh, he's just a beast on defense, obviously. Uh, two years ago, had two and a half blocks a game. This year, had three blocks a game, nine and a half rebounds. He's just a, he's, he's a monster uh, on the glass. He's a monster shot blocker. And 
is going to be so good this year. Yeah, very good pick. Uh, obviously, I love Osani, I believe that's how you say it. Uh, very good defensive player, definitely a candidate for that award. I'm going with uh, Ojai Abaji, though, from Kansas. When you look at defense, I think Obaji is definitely one of the better defenders in all of the college basketball world. And uh, obviously, he's been snubbed a couple of times before in Defensive Player of the Year voting. This year, he might get his chance as uh, some guys like Eve Pons and a couple other key defensive guys. Davion Mitchell, you can go on and on. They're all gone now. So uh, Spotlight's definitely wide open for this award. I'm going with Ojai Abaji, but there's a couple of great guys you can go with for this position. Yeah, Coach of the Year. I'm going, I'm sticking with St. Bonnie's here. I'm going with Mark Schmidt of St. Bonnie's. This program, man, it's it's been amazing under Mark Schmidt. And this year could be the best year in school's history. And I expect them to go really deep in the tournament. Yeah, I agree. This could be definitely the best year in, in St. Bonnie's school's history. Uh, they're definitely well ready, well battle ready, like I talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, definitely a good pick there. I'm going to go with the coach of the year who has a lot to prove this year, and that's going to be Matt Painter from Purdue. Obviously, Purdue, one of the powerhouses, it seems, this this uh, this upcoming season. And uh, I think Purdue's definitely got a lot to prove, and that's going to come, obviously, down to Matt Painter, man. Purdue last, lost in the uh, first round last year to North Texas. They got a lot to prove this year, and can they make the full bounce back from uh, losing the first round and winning the national championship? I don't know. A lot of people have them maybe doing so. But uh, Matt Painter, man, he's going to be one of the best coaches in college basketball. Uh, very good team, a very good scheme. We'll see how they do in the Big Ten, and obviously when they get to March Madness. Oh, you did the mute thing again, man. What? No, I did. No, I did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the next one are national champions. Very tough decision for me. I'm going with Purdue here. Purdue has the pieces to go all the way. It's revenge season for them after losing in heartbreaking fashion in North Texas this year. I think this is Purdue's year. Jaden Ivey, Trevion Williams, I could go on and on about the roster. And obviously Matt Painter is your coach of the year. Very good choice. I think Purdue, uh, they're, they're my preseason national champions right now. Yeah, and my preseason national champions, I got three words. I have to. I have to put them. I have to put them here. I'm going with who else but the Texas Longhorns, man. I was just one year too early, like I talked about. Texas, man, they're looking loaded this year. New coach, Chris Beard. I, I talked about all the new players already. You know Texas is my team, and uh, I'm really rocking with them this year. I know everyone, everyone's making fun of me still from last year, but this is the year, man. I think Texas is going to definitely prove everyone wrong. Obviously, a very uh, disappointing first-round exit to Alvin Christian last year. I think Texas definitely shines this year with a new squad, new coach, new system, new everything. So uh, Texas Longhorns, man, preseason national champions. Will be subject to change maybe because uh, last year obviously uh, didn't go too well. Yeah. And uh, now our, our dark horse. I'm going – I want to go St. Bodies right here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> obviously I've talked about St. Bodies so much. So I'm going to change my mind. I'm going with Belmont here. Belmont, my book, a top 25 team. I think they're better than St. Bodies in my opinion. I really do. And I think I had them at – 15 in my last top 25 and I don't know I think so but I don't care. You have them you have them in the teens I remember I don't remember exactly where it was though. I still like I still have them in that that range I think they're they're going to be amazing this year they got snubbed last year they even got snubbed from the NIT that's just that's just brutal and I think they're going to come back with a vengeance. Yeah I definitely agree with you and uh, my team coming from the Mountain West for my dark horse I'm going Colorado State I love this team, man. They did very well last year in the Mountain West. Fell a little bit short of the tournament for March Madness. This year's a year as they got 
so many key pieces coming back to this team. And uh, obviously, they're not really the favorites right now to win the Mountain West. And uh, I really do think it's going to be a very close race between these top couple teams in the Mountain West. But I think Colorado State has it in the bag. And they got so much experience coming back. And it's going to be very hard to stop them when they're rolling with David Roddy and company. Uh-huh. And uh, the hot take, one from each of us. Obviously, last year, you know what the, uh, the Summit League Conference did to March Madness. That was Oral Roberts. They went to the Sweet 16. I think whoever represents the Summit League this year will also go to the Sweet 16. And I think that team representing the Summit League this year will be South Dakota State. And I said yeah, I said that in the Summit League preview as well, that whoever's going to come out of that league is going to the Sweet 16. I think it's going to happen again. Yeah, very bold take, and uh, couldn't see it happening, but I really don't know about that just yet. I think there's a lot of good Summit League teams, but I really do think it's going to be very close to see who ends up being on top for that Summit League. But uh, now it's time for my hot take, and uh, my hot take's a little bit interesting. SEC, talked about it, best team in the nation, uh, best, excuse me, best conference in the nation, we both believe, this year. Uh, my my hot take, no SEC team make it to the Final Four. You got, you got a lot of great teams we talked about. We talked about this this conference going nine deep, maybe even more. But I really do think those nine teams who make it to March Madness or however many make it there, none of them make it to the Final Four. They'll get uh, upset uh, by some team. I don't know who that's going to be who, or how, who, who's going to go far for this SEC conference. I do not think, though, any team will make it to the Final Four from the best conference in the nation this year. Yeah, and uh... – just a spoiler alert, you will see Tennessee in my final four, regardless of what seed they are. I was just that's kind of like my, my little bias, my guilty pleasure of March Madness, always advancing Tennessee deep. So I always in my heart have an SEC team in the final four. But let's just get uh started with our, our picks for tomorrow. Obviously, starting with the first game of all of the college basketball season, Alcorn State versus Washington State, starting at 3 30 p.m. Who was your pick? I think it's an I think it's an easy one. No Brandon here. Uh, uh, I really don't know why this game was scheduled to be the first game of the season, but uh, it is what it is. Obviously, uh, this is gonna be one-sided game. I think Pac-12 team going up against the mid-major team. Washington State looks to be pretty good this year, as they were gonna hopefully make a dark horse run. Washington State wins this game pretty convincingly in the first game of the new season. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, Washington State. Uh, that's really it. Yep, and let's go to the next game of the college basketball season as we got number four, Villanova. Uh, they're getting a pretty uh, decent contest against a, uh, a team that did pretty well last year in the uh, NEC, Mountain St. Mary's. Uh, obviously, a powerhouse against a team who can maybe make some noise as an upset. What do you got winning this game? Yeah, I really do have this game on upset alert. It is, it is a first game that Villanova – it's a team that Villanova doesn't want to see in their first game. They've, they're a competitive program, but obviously I think Villanova is going to win. I'm – Obviously, there's no upset. They should be they should be shaking a little bit, but not really. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Villanova should definitely win this game. Obviously, if if Davion Chunkui was with St. Mount St. Mary's, I could maybe say a little bit closer than I expect. But I think Villanova should open this game up with a healthy Conjolupsi coming back finally. Yeah, and next up, Akron versus 17 Ohio State. Obviously, Akron going through a rebuild. Ohio State, uh, obviously a top 25 team. Who is your pick? Yeah, obviously, Akron, man, it hurts to see them on a rebuild now. Uh, it just, I mean, they had so much good talent last year, and it's obviously going to be a rebuild year for them. Going to Ohio State, definitely convincing. I know they do lose win Washington. We'll see how they uh, roll out with their starting lineup. I think E.J. Liddell takes over in this game. Ohio State convincingly wins this one. 
Yeah, definitely agree with you. I like I like Ohio State by a lot in this game. And next game up, a pretty interesting game if you do ask me. On uh, A10 team going up against a mid-major team, St. Peter's, the mid-major team going up against the VCU. Obviously, VCU have, have seen their uh, off-season struggles uh, due to injury. Obviously, for the most part, St. Pete's man, they could definitely pull off a good upset here. Who do you got winning this game? Yeah, St. Peter's is always a competitive program. But obviously, ball handling is not their specialty. I think VCU's havoc defense is going to take over this game. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening as well. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than we expect, though. I think VCU does end up pulling the win. But uh, I can see this game being very close, similar to St. Peter's against St. John's uh, last season. Mm -hmm. in, a, in an in-state matchup here, Central Connecticut State takes on number 24-ranked UConn. Should be a one-sided game. Who do you, who do you have here? One side of the game, man, I'm going with UConn. They look to be very good this year. And this is actually my number one team in the Big East this year. If you do remember my preseason poll for the Big East, uh, UConn looks to be so good, even without James McKnight. I'm very excited to see what they got in store. Should be a hopefully convincing win in the first game of their season. Definitely agree with you, UConn, by a lot. And next game up, we go to a pretty good game, as this is one of the first of the champions. I believe it's the Champions Classic, correct? That's what it's called, the tournament? Classic, yep. All right, so this is the first of the two games. Obviously, these are the two big games you're looking out for tomorrow. Uh, number three, Kansas, obviously one of the best teams in college basketball, it looks like this year. They're, taking, they're going up against an unranked Michigan State Spartans team. If you do remember the uh, curse last year with the Spartans poster, it would be a little bit up above me. And obviously, uh, in the corner of your uh, dorm back at home, or excuse me, room back at home, not in the dorm now. But uh, obviously, it should be a star-studded matchup with a lot of key faces uh, joining new teams. So uh, who do you got winning this uh, star-studded matchup? Yeah, I got I got Kansas winning this one. And you know what? I'm going to go on a rant here. I'm 18 years old. I'm in Rhode Island. You know what goes on in Rhode Island when you're 18. You're allowed to gamble. I saw the little spreads. Um, Kansas minus four and a half. Uh, I'm not do, – do, do not – I'm not an expert gambler by no means. I do not advocate against gambling. But just trust me and lay the chalk on Kansas minus four and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was in, obviously – a gambling state, I would maybe go put some money on Kansas because I think it's going to be a very good game. And uh, I think Kansas, though, is looking to be stacked this year. A ton of talent coming back to this team and some new talent coming in as well. I think Kansas wins this game convincingly. And Michigan State, man, it's going to be an interesting rebuild or interesting realignment, I should say, for Coach own company. But you know that this team will shine when it comes to March. So uh, wait till March and we'll see Michigan State and what they're looking like for the season. Yeah. And next game up, Bellarmine takes on my preseason national champions, number seventh ranked Purdue. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, man, Bellarmine did very well last year, but obviously this is no match for the number seven team in the nation. Purdue should definitely win this game convincingly and uh, the first game of hopefully their uh, national championship run. Yeah, definitely agree with you, Purdue here. And next game up, we go to the Western Conference, or obviously the Western side of the nation, as we got uh, number 13, Oregon. And they're taking on Texas Southern. Obviously, Texas Southern made to March last year. Obviously, Oregon, a powerhouse perennial, and it seems that they make the Sweet 16 every year. Any sign to Texas Southern pulling off a massive upset in the first day of the college basketball season? Yeah, uh, Oregon here pretty pretty easily. Yeah, Oregon looks to be really good this year. This is one of my favorite teams to watch, and uh, hopefully going to see a very good game. Oregon definitely wins this game convincingly with a lot of new stars coming in. Shout out to my boy Richardson. Hopefully he gets a triple-double or even more. Yeah, and uh, the next game, number 19th ranked UNC, first game post Roy Williams era. They take on Loyola of Maryland here. Who do you who do you think wins this game? 
Yeah, with the Santiago Dama for Loyal Maryland, I think Loyal Maryland could give UNC a run for their money, but without him, definitely not the same team. UNC should win this game, and obviously get uh, game one of Hooper Davis. Yeah, definitely think it's going to be a blowout here for UNC, but this is a game I, w- I would like to monitor and see how, how UNC plays differently. Yeah, another game I want to monitor here is this one, number 21, Maryland. They have a good contest against Quinnipiac here. Obviously, Maryland looking to be a little bit different this year, losing some key guys like your boy Aaron Wiggins. So uh, what do you think happens in this Maryland game? Uh, I still I still like Maryland as a team, even without Aaron Wiggins. They have the pieces to go deep into the second weekend of March. Uh, but, yeah, I, I got Maryland here. Yeah, I got Maryland here as well. Obviously, Quinnipiac uh, is trying to find their identity, I think, this year. Maryland seems to have that uh, established already. Uh, I think I expect some pretty big, big games for some of these new guys, like Fats Russell and Char- uh, Quadras Wahab as well. Maryland should definitely win this game convincingly. Yeah, and speaking of uh, the MAAC, Siena is the team that need, really needs to find their identity with their top three players gone. They take on number 23 ranked St. Bonnie's, who I've talked about so much already. Uh, will, will you continue talking about St. Bonnie's with me? Yeah, uh, this is not the team you want to face if you are Sienna and St. Bonnie's. St. Bonnie's should definitely win this game convincingly as this team has a big chip on their shoulder after losing in the first round last year to a pretty good LSU team. Yeah, definitely good with you. We got St. Bonnie's here. Let's go to a pretty good game here for this one. Obviously an MAC team against the team that we think is going to be very good from the OBC. Belmont, obviously uh, your dark horse team for this year. They're taking on Ohio, who's going to be a pretty good team, even without their boy Jason Preston returning. Uh, obviously, Ohio made it to March last year. Belmont snubbed from both the March Madness squad and also the NIT squad. So uh, who ends up winning this game? And a good battle. I believe Belmont's in Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. So who wins in this battle of Ohio, kind of? Yeah, um, this is uh, – Belmont's in Tennessee, by the way. It is. In- oh, I'm sorry. What am I thinking of? Um I'm thinking of another school. My my apologies. Yeah, but uh, before I get to my pick, I think this is the top mid-major game of the day. Would you agree? Uh, yes, I probably would agree as well. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with Belmont here. Yeah, I'm going with Belmont as well. But Ohio could definitely keep this game very close. I'm very excited to see what they got in store. Belmont should win this game. Hopefully, hopefully Nick Wazinski takes over and uh, does his thing as I expected to this year. Yeah, and let's get back to the New England region, BU. Travels to URI and faces John McEwen. Who do you, who do you have here? Yeah, uh, John McEwen looks to be stoked about this URI team this year. I am as well. I'm going with URI to win this game. A lot of people are sleeping on them, as John McEwen has been saying. Uh, URI blows this game out in the first game of their new season. Yeah, John McEwen has been so hyped. He's been texting both of us. He, yeah, And uh, will I see him Friday when URI takes on Bryant? I don't know yet, but uh, I got URI right now because – that this this is the present. Indeed. And next game up, a game that's going to be happening uh, right on my campus where I am right now. Presbyterian takes on Clemson. Obviously should be a pretty good game. I believe I I should be going to this game tomorrow. Uh, so who you got winning this game for my, my, my school against Presbyterian? Yeah, Clemson will win this game. Yeah, uh, obviously a, a pretty decent test, I think, for the first game of the season. But I do have Clemson winning this game, and I'm very excited to go to it. Uh, obviously, I'll post some stuff on the RTM Instagram and maybe even Twitter as well, as I did for the exhibition game. But uh, I got Clemson winning this game. Uh, Presbyterian man, a pretty good team you want to face to get some hopefully some experience under your belt. Yeah, and uh, next game is, is taking on in my campus, obviously. Fisher College is uh, it's not even Division One. I. I think it's Division Three. I, I have no clue. <laughs> but, yeah, Brian thinks on Fisher College. Who do you have in this game? 
Yeah, man, let's hope Bryant wins this game and doesn't pull a uh, Kansas State from last year. Uh, you don't want to see a uh, Fort Hayes State or whatever win this game. Uh, Fresher College, I have nothing. I have no idea what they got coming in, but uh, hopefully Bryant wins this game because uh, this is one they need to definitely get under their belt if they want to have a chance at making it to March Madness and even facing some of these NEC teams this year. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Uh, Bryant, obviously. Indeed. And next up, uh, the number 11 team in the nation, Illinois, without Kofi Coburn, takes on a pretty good mid-major team in HBCU and Jackson State. Who do you got winning this game without a healthy Kofi Coburn? I still got Illinois winning this game pretty pretty convincingly. I do as well. Obviously, the debut of uh, starting point guard Andre Corbello takes place now. Obviously, with A.O. Dusumu gone, it's the Corbello show. And I'm very excited to see what he can do as he is now going to be I think he's a very fun player to watch. I think he is. And I'm going to see what he does now in the starting position for a very good Illinois team. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Uh, next game up, we got Tennessee Tech, another HBCU, taking on number 12, Memphis. Uh, Memphis, very high expectations for this program next year. Who do you have? Yeah, Memphis should win this game, I think. But Tennessee Tech, a team definitely on the rise, as I talked about in my rankings. Uh, so I do think that Memphis should win this game convincingly. Obviously, the debuts in the college basketball world of Jalen Duran and Imani Bates. Very excited to watch both of those guys ball out, but I do have Memphis obviously winning this game. Yeah, uh, I do have Memphis winning this game pretty easily as well. Next up, another top 15 team, the number 15 team, Houston. They take on uh, Hofstra. Obviously, Hofstra looking a little bit different this year. This team obviously was pretty good last year, but obviously fell a little bit short of the March Madness realm. So who do you have winning this game? Uh, yeah, I think this game should be on upset alert. Hofstra's a, they look to be a very good team this year. I think Houston will hold them off, though. Yeah, I think Houston should definitely hold them off. But if Hofstra pulls off a uh, day one upset, Houston should definitely be in some trouble. And I think all the American will definitely be in watch of this Houston, maybe upset. Yeah, and another game to monitor, Mercer and their explosive offense. They take on the must-bus in number 16, Arkansas. Arkansas, they've kind of looked shaky in their car quote-unquote, secret scrimmages, but who do you have in this one? Yeah, I think Arkansas should win this game. Obviously, they have a lot of newcomers and trying to fit in the system of the must-bust, but I think it'll definitely click maybe in the second half, probably not the first half of this game, but I think Mercer's definitely a good team to face in terms of competition, so I think it could be pretty close, but I got Arkansas pulling out the win. Yeah, I do as well. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people anticipate, though. Indeed, and I think this game probably could be the biggest game on upset alert uh, this uh, upcoming game, or excuse me, tomorrow, as we got Moorhead State, obviously the winners of their conference last year, the OVC. They're taking on number 22, Auburn. Obviously, Coach Bruce Pearl, a pretty big test in the first game of the college basketball season for them. Who do you got winning this game? Yeah, this is a very interesting game. Uh, Moorhead State, you know I love them, but uh, I got to go with Auburn here. Yeah, man, I'm going with Auburn. Obviously, some newcomers coming into this team. I think Jabari Smith has a huge debut for his uh, Auburn Tigers, and I think Auburn definitely wins this game and shows why they're ranked and obviously up for revenge this year. Yeah, and uh, the number one team also plays tomorrow at 9 o'clock. That is Gonzaga, obviously. They take on Dixie State. Who do you have and by how much? <laughs> no, I was just going to say don't do a point count, but I'm doing Gonzaga to win this game. Uh, point count, I'll give it maybe 40. Uh, I think Dixie State's a, obviously not the greatest of teams you want to play, but Gonzaga, obviously Gonzaga. I'm going to go 40 just to be a little bit generous because uh, obviously it's the first game of the season, so there might be some uh, flaws and flaws and maybe some uh, miscues in that first game. Yeah, 
And actually, I'm going to go less than you this time. I'm going with 15. Because uh, Mark 15? Because Mark Hughes suspended. So? I don't think that. I don't even think that matters. I think it matters. Gonzaga wins by 15. That, that, that's interesting. I don't think they win by 15. I think they win by definitely more than that. 40 might be a little too high, maybe, without Mark Few. 15 should be higher, but obviously we love to do point count for Gonzaga, and that's why, I guess. But now it's time for my national champs, preseason national champs. Number five, Texas. We'll take it on Houston Baptist. Obviously should be one-sided. Who do you got winning this game? Texas. You want to do a point count for this game, too? Nah. <laughs> okay. I got Texas win this game. I'm going to say by 45. Okay, uh, next game up. This game is the one that should be an upset alert. Louisiana Tech takes on number 14, Alabama. Uh, who do you have in this one? This one is Man, I am so excited to watch this game. Louisiana Tech, we love them. Kenny Lofton Jr. is the man. I think Louisiana Tech is going to be very good for their conference this year. And this is a very good contest to place in Alabama, number 14 team in the nation. I'm going to go with Alabama, but I think this game is going to be within a five-point margin. I think it's going to be very close to the end. But Nate Oates, I think he does end up pulling this game out. And I think uh, Jaden Shackelford should have a pretty good debut, uh, obviously, for this season. But I really do think Kenny Lawford Jr. could definitely make some noise against a very high-talented Alabama team. Yeah, and uh, we haven't had a disagreement yet. I disagree. I'm going with the upset here. Louisiana Tech pulls off the upset against Alabama. Yeah, should be a very good game, though. I'm very excited to watch that game tomorrow. And this game should be pretty interesting as well. As the number 25 team in the nation, Virginia, they take on Navy. Obviously, Navy looking to be pretty good this year in the Patriot League. Fell a little bit short last year as they were the one seed in the Patriot League tournament last year. But UVA, man, you know this team has very good defense. But will the offense be there tomorrow? Uh, we'll see. So who do you got winning this game? Yeah, uh, against a team like this, I honestly think it doesn't matter. They can allow 20 points or they can score 20 points. They'll only allow 19. That's Virginia, and that's why they 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 are very successful. I got Virginia in this one. Yeah, I got Virginia as well. Shout out to our boy Jaden Gardner. The first uh, season, the first debut game for him in a new uniform. Obviously, the Virginia Cavaliers. I'm going for Virginia to win this game as well. But I think it could be a little bit closer than anticipated because Navy's a pretty good team. Uh, I don't know if you want to face them if they can make it to March as well. Yeah, and uh, next up, uh, in-state matchup, UT Martin versus number 18 Tennessee. Obviously, my favorite program. What do you have in this one? Yeah, should be one-sided. Tennessee should definitely win this game. Very excited to see uh, Jaden Spr- uh, not Jaden Spr- Kennedy Chandler in his uh, debut game for the Tennessee Bulls. Yeah, uh, Tennessee indeed winning this one. And next up, the second game of the Champions Classic. We have two top ten teams, two blue blood teams going at it. Number nine, Duke. Number ten, Kentucky. Coach, uh, Coach K's final year. He takes on Coach Cal in a star-studded matchup. Should be a very good game. Probably the best game of the day, if I do say so myself. Uh, who do you got winning this Blue Blood matchup? Yeah, 100% the best game of the day. I have Duke here, but I'm actually going to switch my pick to Kentucky. I feel like Duke right now is the first game for all that freshmen here. Kentucky has a lot of veterans. I think that that experience will, will prevail in this game. Yeah, I think it should be a very good game. But uh, from what I've been seeing from the scrimmages, Kentucky, man, they're keeping it pretty close to some of these uh, D2 teams, from what I can tell. I think Duke has been blowing teams out of the water. They played Villanova in a good scrimmage. Uh, I saw this offseason. I'm going to go with Duke winning this game. I think Duke and Coach K, man, they got a big chip on their shoulder in the final year of legendary Coach K. I think Duke's definitely ready, going to be ready for this game. So I got Duke winning this game. But it's going to be a very close and a very star-studded matchup. 
Yeah, and uh, I think in my opinion, the second best mid-major game, Loyola Marymount takes on Chattanooga. Uh, both teams looking for a good start. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, man, this is a very good mid-major matchup. I'm going to go with uh, Loyola Marymount, LMU winning this game. Eli Scott, man, he's a beast, and I think LMU should definitely take over. But I think it's going to be a very good mid-major matchup like you've been talking about. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been hyping up Chattanooga, so I have to go with what I'm hyping up, Chattanooga here. Uh, like I said, Sweet 16 team, I remember saying that. Indeed. And the final matchup from tomorrow's slate before we get to two uh, Wednesday games, we got the number two team in the nation, UCLA. They're taking on uh, Cal State Bakersfield. Obviously, UCLA looking to be star-studded this year. They're going to be very talented this year. Can Cal State Bakersfield make some noise in day one of the new college basketball season? Not really. Yeah, uh, good answer. Not really. UCLA wins this game. Not going to do a point count because it could get ugly. Yeah, and just a warning. There are a lot more games uh, tomorrow, but we just did the games that top 25 teams are playing in and the games that, that really caught our eyes like a toss-up matchup. Indeed, and obviously there's just so many games we can't really cover all of them because that would take forever, and that even took forever, and that was only like 20-ish games or so. So uh, we got, we'll keep it short and sweet for Wednesday's matchups as we have two top 25 teams that are going at it, and the first game is going to be a very good game as uh, we got uh, number six, Michigan, taking on Buffalo. Buffalo obviously looking to be one of the better teams this year in the MAC. So uh, who do you got winning this game? Because it could be very good. Yeah, give me Buffalo here taking the upset over Michigan. Uh, Buffalo, man, I just a hunch, just Buffalo. Just a hunch indeed, I guess. And uh, I'm going to go with a team that should win this game and favorite to win this game probably, and that is the number six team in the nation, Michigan. Jawan Howard, man, a very good season last year. I see Michigan have no signs of slowing down as they got some new key additions coming in the squad. So I think Michigan should win this game. But Buffalo, man, a very good team. And it could be a close matchup for the first game of Michigan season. And the only other top 25 team, obviously, number 20th, Florida State takes on Penn. And for Penn, first game in almost two and a half years. Uh, who is your pick here? Yeah, man, for Penn, not the team you want to face in your first game in uh, nearly two and a half years. Florida State should win this game. Convincingly, Coach Leonard Hamilton, man, I love him and I love his squad. I really do think Florida State is a legit contender for the ACC this year. Maybe in March Madness as well. They give me Florida State to win this game. And uh, Penn State, welcome back to college basketball. But uh, it's going to be a very uh, interesting game in your first one. Yeah, and that is all we have for today's episode. I'm very sorry that We've missed a lot of episodes. That is my fault. I've been, I've been sick. Got to take care of myself better. <laughs> Obviously, your health comes first. College basketball comes second. And uh, everything else comes third. I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, obviously, less than – obviously, the time's ticking. Less than 20 hours now until this season begins. 3.30 tomorrow. You better be watching that game. Or I don't know what is wrong with you if you love college basketball. But there's so many great games to watch tomorrow and, obviously, Wednesday as well. So, uh, you know the drill. We'll be banging out these, obviously – uh, predictions and games that we like, and then we'll do a recap of the week and give our stars of the week and all that good stuff we did last year. Always some improvements as well. And obviously now that we are both at college, we have our teams we're rooting for. So uh, tomorrow we'll both be at our college's games and uh, seeing how we do. So uh, can't wait for our game, though, with Brian and Clemson. Uh, coming up very soon, actually. November 15th, I believe the date is. So that's actually a week away. So uh, very cool to see that. And, uh, yeah, so obviously – the time's ticking till the season finally begins. Yeah, I'm so pumped that adrenaline is kicking in. And that is also because my Steelers play 
in 10 minutes. And I also beat you in fantasy football once again. How do you feel losing yeah. to team running back? As well? Yep. I mean, we have the same record now, so it's okay. My team was dealing with some bye week injuries and as well. So uh, it's all right. But, uh, you know, we, we live to see another day as uh, my team is still uh, – we're actually tied for the three seed now in our fantasy football league. So uh, congratulations. It looks like we will both make them, be making them playoffs as of right now. But uh, obviously – Don't say that. Yeah, I'm not going to knock on wood either for you. But, uh, yeah, very excited to see how this season goes. Obviously, the college basketball and obviously your fantasy football. We'll see which one of us ends up on top because we're so competitive. And, obviously, I've already made the spreadsheet for our picks. And we're going to see, obviously, at the end of the season who ends up winning more games. And then we go to the conference tournaments and, obviously, the final uh, goal, the March Madness picks because those ones mean the most as they were for you last year in your favor. We'll see how they end up for me, hopefully, this year. But, uh, obviously – we got a long ways to go until that begins. And uh, new t- new countdown coming uh, probably on our episode on Thursday. So definitely stay tuned for that. But uh, obviously, the season begins. Grab your popcorn. Get your music ready. Because uh, one shadow moment is almost here, man. Yeah, it is almost here indeed. Uh, we're now 19 and a half hours or 18 and a half hours. On. I can't do math right now. But we're less than 24 hours. That's all that matters. Uh, I'm so excited. I don't know how we're going to get to class tomorrow morning. Yeah, man. Uh, thankfully, oh, I just realized, oh, I'll be right out of lab for college, and then I'll be tuning on that at Washington State game and seeing how it goes. But uh cannot be more excited for this game, and I can't wait for my game tomorrow with my Clemson Tigers. And I'll definitely be on my phone, unfortunately, watching ESPN scores and seeing who's doing what, uh, obviously, for all the games around the league. But I'm very excited as we got less than 24 hours like you talked about. So, uh, like I said, get your popcorn ready, get your TV ready. The March is almost here, but we got the the, ste- the gateways and the stepping stones till March. As it begins tomorrow, it all begins tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, uh, for those of you that love college basketball, welcome back, man. We're finally back. It's been a while. It feels like it's been a long, long time since we've had college basketball, but it's now finally back. So I'm just so, so, so excited, as I know you and everyone else are. So, uh, obviously, tomorrow as well, we will be doing our uh, polls on Instagram and Twitter for game of the day and obviously our picks as well. So, obviously, we love to have you guys interacting and doing a lot of good stuff. Uh, once again, before the season begins, obviously, the handles are over here. Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. We'll be doing polls on there probably at RTM, at the RTM underscore podcast. You know where to go, and uh, hopefully, we see you as the season begins. So, uh, any final closing thoughts before we end this episode? Yeah. Uh, we got we got a cute one-shining moment now. Fortunately, we can on this show because of copyright laws. But, yeah, uh, just ended. I, I got to go watch my Steelers, man. <laughs> Indeed you do. And, uh, obviously, less than 24 hours. So, uh, cannot be more excited as a college basketball enthusiast. So, uh, yeah, that is all we have for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And the college basketball season is finally here, man. Yes, sir. It's always March. Thank you guys for watching. <laughs>